All right, I'm trying to trying to find the sweet spot here on the on the background noise. Um, I don't know if that got high enough. I don't know if it did either, and it's um, I'm tracking closer to what you were tracking. Um, you definitely lean in when you speak. So if I start doing, yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's yeah, that's it. So you that's just gotta, pitch. Just gotta yeah. like, like, like we're doing a, like we're doing a duet. Like lean. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. There you go. Welcome to the very second episode of the Top of the Table podcast. Those were, of course, the lovely dulcet tones of happy whistling ukuleles. And today I have my lovely and intelligent wife, Tiffany, with me. Top of the Table to you, Tiffany. Top of the Table to you, Travis. And, I, I mean, I guess, are we going to talk about some board games eventually? Or? Um, no, actually, I think not at all. Probably. We'll just see where it goes. All right. Actually, expect no board games. You should probably, if you wanted to talk about board games, go somewhere else entirely. Wait, no, come back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but in all fairness, you're not you're not as avid a board gamer as as I am. There's... No, that is true. I do enjoy them absolutely. Um, not just for uh, your company, but I do uh, get a lot of value out of a lot of games that we do play. It's been a bit weird during these recent times can't get together with groups of people and play. But I think you and I have found some games that we can play together that really work for us. You actually got me Jaipur for uh, Christmas and last year and did not know how clutch that was going to be. Yeah, wow. But that was, uh, Jaipur was, was clutch during these pandemic-y times. But we're not here to talk about Jaipur. Maybe. I mean, we could uh, a little bit. <laughs> we will a little Gosh, it's such a pretty game. I do love it. There are lots of camels. Um, yeah, most camels, actually. And as far as, if I were to rate it in games that I've played with camels, highest rating of most camels, 10. It's 10. It probably has most camels of any game. I mean, even Camel Up only has, like, 4 or 5. Well, I mean, if we were to give it a camel rating, you know? Based on the, just on the number of camels, and like, oh, it's got to be 10 camels out of 10 camels. Well, yeah, but also, you know, on a camel-based metric, like, as far as what value camels have in someone's life, you know, water retention, you know, I think, really, on a camel scale, it, it hits all points. I mean, if you have the most camels at the end of the game, what is it, five points you get for, for having the most camels? Or something. But yeah, you it's also have it's a non-zero camels. amount of points, and then you also. This is why I lost a, a game of Jaipur that I played online recently because I I can't I don't know how many points I get for having the most camels. <laughs> you need to know that. <laughs> it's very it's, important. It's important, but I think if it's you, I think it's five. It's a non-zero number. If you know nothing else about this game, it's very important that you know that lots of camels are good, but they're not just good for just you know the five points. Right. They have trade value. If you have the camels and you can grab all the cards, or, you know, you can maybe take risks and your opponent doesn't have camels. Or you can't. Are you sure we're not going to talk about Jaipur? Yeah, I'm sure. It feels like we're talking about Jaipur. It sounds like maybe that this episode is a transitional one to Jaipur. What are we talking about right now, though? What do we, what do we have out? We have... Welcome to... Tiffany was... I, I feel like you were hesitant to learn this game. You kind of rolled your eyes at me. This was 
kind of halfway through our, our lockdown, and I was like, eh, eh, and you're like, uh, another game? To be fair, I am an unwilling participant to learning anything new, and that is my own flaw. I don't like it, and to Travis's credit, he really convinces me and sometimes forces me to play things, and I'm like, ugh, fine, and then I'm like, ugh, now I have to know everything about this. Really, like, uh, convincing someone to ride a roller coaster for the first time. It's like, come on, just get on, I'll swear you'll like it. Just do it, it's good, it's fine. Just, God, do it already. I mean, there are still some games that you absolutely won't approach. Then just time concerns more than anything. Yeah, and um, I have a very low attention span. I also uh, don't care to watch movies. <laughs> so, you know, an hour and 40 minutes, pretty much out for me. And many people taking multiple long terms. Um, that's just not me. I mean, maybe if you got me the right drugs, I could do it. But <laughs> like just me as a person, I'm uh, I'm not there for the very long games of lots of strategy. That's not how my brain works. And that's why I've never bought War of the Ring or Twilight Imperium. I mean, those are those are very very long games. They don't even know. Yeah. Like, like I feel like I should have chipped in right there. I'm like, yeah, that's right, because I wouldn't like them, but I don't even know what they are. <laughs> well, War of the Ring, I think you would like it thematically, as far as because it's it's like a token based. It's very like uh, the War of the Ring. Oh, that the, ring. The good guy has yeah that ring. The good guy <laughs> has control of the armies of the good people, but also the fellowship. And the bad guy has control of the armies of Saruman or Sauron, oh. and I and I guess Saruman. Sure, yeah. Both of those guys. You know, you're hopelessly outnumbered militarily as the good guys, but you still have this shining hope if you can get the ring to Mount Doom. But it's it's a big board. There are a lot of pieces. It takes hours, and it seems like it's... Yeah. It'll be perfect for us thematically, but not, not length of time. And I, I, I honestly don't think with children that we have enough time to even play that game in the amount of time that we have to play games. I mean, theme is not as important to me because there are a lot of other factors. Um, like, even Small World, which, honestly, I think that we should make it a goal that every episode you have we talk about Small World at least once. Yeah, we could talk about Small World a little bit. <laughs> at least a little bit every time. So I also, visually speaking, I don't know if it's just, like, my brain or my eyes or something, but when there's a lot going on on a board, I have a hard time processing what I'm seeing. It's hard for me to to get it. Like I don't even know what else to say. Like if you if you've seen a small world board, there's just so much, and it's so beautiful, and it's such a gorgeous game. And I absolutely love the way it's, and I've played it so many times. But it confuses me. Like I just can't. I don't know. I've got something from the old brain pan. Yeah. Yeah. So the does is it the art things represented? Yes. Um, Absolutely. Yes. Or a lot of a lot of components. Both of those things, yeah. And it's gorgeous. And if I look at it, if I look at each piece individually, and if I don't have to do anything with it, um, I appreciate it so much. But when I have to, if you have four people playing Small World, and you have to establish what each person is doing with their different races and the different places, and I I can't store all of that in my head. It just doesn't stay there for me. Right. So I um, have a lot of fun playing it. I'm not very good at it. But I do, um, I never, it doesn't matter if I'm not very good at it or not. As I long think, as I have fun, I don't care. I don't care if I win or not. I mean, I think I'm all right at it. But what typically happens to me is I, I get into a, a grudge match with someone. Either I started or they started. or But it, it, 
that ends up coming down to, oh, I pick a race and I grab this territory. And then uh, somebody else picks a race and it's like, oh, I'm coming right in behind you, <laughs> taking all the stuff you just grabbed. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm putting this race in decline. And guess who I'm bringing back? I'm bringing back somebody that's going to kick your ass. And it's like that goes back and forth with me and some other person. Somebody else just quietly racks up like a thousand <laughs> points on the other side of the board. That's typically... I think keeping a low profile in, in small worlds is key to uh, victory. Yeah, well, to your credit, I don't think that you start the vendetta. I feel like you've just in subsequent games because you're I, you're king board game. You know, you're you're captain <laughs> board game captain, amongst your captain board game amongst your people. So you know, you captain play, board game and his people. But captain board game this people, and you smoke people a couple of times, and they get a little salty, and they want to give you the what for it. I think sometimes, too, people may just be more comfortable attacking someone that they're most familiar with, or me as, like, it's as, like as oh, well, this, board game, this yeah. yeah, as captive board game, as the guy that owns the game, they'll be like, oh, well, you know, I don't, I feel kind of timid uh, attacking this other person, so I'll just go after this guy. I'm like, no, you fool. <laughs> I can speak to that very well, because I have a lot of anxiety, unless I know the group of people that I'm playing with very well, I don't like to come against people like even um even like like mafia style games or like what am i saying like werewolf style you know yeah yeah i don't like to accuse people even though i know it's part of it's part of the game i just i don't like it and i don't have that with sellers of Catan. that's not really like an accusy type thing but like when you're asking to trade yeah, yeah you're fine being like a dick and yeah like, no, i don't know i actually encourage my dickishness in that game um, but I think it's because I love that game so much. And honestly, I think if for some of these games, if I could play them with people I'm more comfortable with, which that's not very many people. <laughs> I think that's a good point, though. I mean, that and that happens a lot, even when you and I play games with other people. Like, sometimes yeah. Yeah. you're more comfortable, and even sometimes I'm more comfortable, like, attacking you over yeah. somebody else, especially if it's somebody that we're not too close to or uh-huh. and I see that happen if I teach people and there are couples playing right. then they'll tend to yeah I mean that's just kind of natural like the person that you're most comfortable with that's the person you're going to go after because you don't right. know these other people around the table so sometimes we'll end up you'll be like sorry Tiffany and you do yeah. like that thing because you don't want to you don't want to <laughs> upset the other person which is a weird dynamic because you've all agreed to this game you know, everybody right. who's playing this game, you know, this is, you know what's coming, you know what's happening. You shouldn't let these weird social constructs get in the way, and yet you can't overcome them. I mean, you're just naturally compelled to be uber polite. So if you're listening to this and you have suggestions on how to be an asshole in games, like what we're speaking of, to people you don't know that well, please tell me, because I kind of like being mean sometimes. <laughs> so I just have to get over my... My social anxiety of it, especially if someone who I, it's someone I want to also be my friend, that I, I'm trying to be friends with. I'll take any suggestion you have on how to be a better game player with people you're just meeting. It's all about winning. It's all about getting to that win column. Like, listen, I know I just met you, but this is, this is the optimal move for me to make. So, sorry, I have to crush you now. So you need to have, like, a preamble. Actually, before you start, it's like, hey, listen Every chance I can take to fuck you over, I absolutely will. Don't take it personal. That's where there are some games that are more friendly than than that as far. I mean, most of the games that I like actually don't have a lot of head-to-head right. conflict with the other players. I mean, it's still there. You can kind of, like, do a do a dick thing that blocks somebody. Right. 
but most of the time it's pretty much like I prefer games that, I mean, I don't know, I guess I, for the most part, most of my games that I like are games that are, I've got my own little board and I'm doing my own thing and I'm just trying to like build my, build my engine or build my thing, do my stuff. But I also really like uh, El Grande, which is the exact opposite of that. I'm going to get up in your shit. Like, you have to. <laughs> right. But, I don't know, Welcome to is not really a, uh, just to bring it back around. Right, yeah, okay, Bring, bring back, it back around back. again. It's it's one of those uh, very much doing your own thing games. You can't really uh, mess with the other people. You can maybe see that they're going for the same development as, or, you know, like, achievement card and try to get it faster. But otherwise, you're not really... You just kind of like got your own little, you know, streets and you're, you're doing your thing. So um, that's true. But there is a degree of needing to know what the other person is doing that I did not find out until, gosh, I don't know. We played this game a lot, but I feel like it was pretty deep into us playing this. But I realized that if I was paying attention to what you were trying to get, I could have gotten something else sooner. Like I was working on a section of street to complete that and to get an achievement. But had I been paying attention to what you were doing, there was actually something else that I could have gotten that would have been more beneficial to me. And that's a little bit vague if you haven't played it. Do you want to walk in to talk about the game a little bit? Yeah, yeah. So now that we're actually, so now that we've talked about uh, several games and given you no clue how those games play or work or anything, uh, since we're actually going to actually talk about Welcome to... This podcast, this one, this episode is for the OG board gamers only. <laughs> yeah, it's... If you haven't played Small World or Catan, then... I mean, honestly... You, you probably are Catan, I guess, as it's called these days. You probably should, but... We're I feel like, I feel, like we're, I feel like we're in pretty safe territory with anybody who might listen to this. But, no, so the game that we're actually talking about is... It's, I call it Welcome To, but it says on the box, Welcome To Your Perfect Home. And it's by uh, Benoit Turpin. It's uh, 1 to 100 players, which, I mean, te- there's theoretically no upper limit to this game. As long as everyone could see the see the cards, which is nice. Yeah, says, but fuck you if you're the 101st player to walk in on this. You're not allowed. Sorry. Yeah. You have to stand up. Well, I don't. I think the score sheet that comes with the box in, in the in the box might only have a hundred sheets on it. Maybe that's why they said one to one hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Ten plus, sure. I mean, I think the the age one boxes is a whole separate issue that I have with boxes like i feel like like the ability <laughs> what other to, issues with boxes do you have so <laughs> many issues with boxes so do not get me into the the, the, box, the issues. box issues that i have but no they so it says 10 plus that's fine i mean i think even younger kids could understand it but i feel like the age print on the side of the box and the age that one has to be to play it well mm-hmm. is, or and enjoy or, it and enjoy it are a couple of different ages like okay so 10 year old can get the concept here but can they they do it with any degree of proficiency, maybe, but I just don't know who comes up with these uh, numbers on like some of the similar game boxes we have. Like, I mean, our eight-year-old, our eight-year-old plays King Domino, and might say eight on the box, and might say eight on the box. Sure. But uh, and twenty-five minutes. And yeah, yeah. This would be about 25, 30 minutes. I would agree with that. Because everybody's taking their turn at the same time. So what it is, it's a. Um, I mean, it's in the category of roll and writes, where you roll dice and write down things, but it's technically a flip and write, because you're flipping cards instead of rolling dice, and these cards will have a number on them. They'll also have a special action that you can take, whether it's to fill in an area that has a pool, or circle in one of the parks that's on your street, or actually change the number on the house by plus two or minus two, or 
you know, there's a real estate agent that gives you more points at the end of the game for different types of estates. There's the, uh, the BIS card that lets you do like a 1A or, you know, 13B sort of housing model. I mean, I wasn't going to go through them all, but then I started. And <laughs> okay. I think I've got them all, right? There's pools, there's parks, there's real estate, there's this. That's it, right? Yeah. Oh, no, there's fences. Oh, my God, the fences. fences. Well, in my defense, I was just looking at the... the, I was just looking at the scoring sheet. Um, No, so yeah, you fence off some of the houses that you build, and that kind of affects... Yeah, the developments. um, Because you get these three streets, you know. Um, which I call Top Street, Middle Street, and uh, Bottom Street. I call it First, Second, and Third Street. Oh, that's probably way better. That's probably more like what you would call a street. I'm going to open this. Sure. <sighs> okay. Well, that's the lovely thing about this community is not only do you get to um, define what your streets are called, which isn't actually an aspect of the card that you're playing on, but you get to name your little right. development. Which we, um, Travis and I, try to go contextually with what might be on top of the time. Some um, very good town names have been. I don't think I've had any good town names. Yeah, you had Philadelphia. I did have Philadelphia. Yeah. That wasn't, I mean, if only that would have been this week yeah, right? in, in history. But had a, I've definitely had a Cockawit, which yeah. is the colloquial name of my home community. Anyway, carrying on. Yeah. Okay, so we were talking about the stats with it because it's not it's not a dice roll game like you said, but the cards are numbered similar to dice. Right, are. they kind of mirror like you know you're more likely to get numbers in the middle range than you are like it goes from one to fifteen, but the ones and the fifteens are very rare, and it follows that same bell curve that exactly. dice randomness. Yes, so you have to take that into equation with everything you do, and there is the pools. Should we talk about? There are the pools. The pools. Yeah, so they are uh, they're uh, betting pools. What it is, it's like you you pick like on a pool tabs. Is that what? No, these are they're swimming pools. Swimming that in, pools that are in the backyards of some of these uh, house or neighborhoods. So you can what you can do at early on in the game, you can foolishly decide that you're going to go for a pool strategy, which we've all done. Yeah, and anybody that's played this game has done it. And I don't know, I. I tend to abandon the pool strategy pretty early, but yeah, you can. That's it, a lie. You <laughs> always try for the pools. You I love the do. pools. I keep them open, but then I, deep down in my heart, I know it's finished, but I still keep the, the possibility. Want I want the pools. You want so I want the pools. So I want 36 hard. points from pools. Yeah. I, you know, because, yeah, because if you get no pools at zero points, then it's like 3, 6, 9, 13, 17. 21, 26, 31, 36. So, yeah, I want 36 full points. I never got it. Never got any close. Well, and the creators of this game know this. And where they place their pools with their houses are more talking about which numbers get pulled up in the cards. Very strategically done. So, um, yeah, whoever did this play tested this a fuck ton. If anybody out there has played a perfect pool game, uh, let me know. <laughs> a perfect game of pool. And welcome to... Not billiards. <laughs> right. Right, not billiards. It's a whole separate game. Yeah. does require some balls, though. I mean, also, if you... Uh, it, oh! I see what you did there. Also, though, if you played, like, a perfect game of billiards, I'd be interested in hearing about that, too, like, running the table. Yes, please, tell I've me. never, never done that. But I would like to thank, by the way, like, the 20-some people that have downloaded our episode and the, the two people, I think, verified that have 
actually listen to it <laughs> or that I've, that I've talked to, I've confirmed to listen to it. So thanks to, thanks to the two of you and the, the other 20 of you out there that are, uh, giving me hope. The whole college try. Yeah. We, and then if you come across this in the future, we definitely appreciate you too coming our way. We do love you. Thank you so much. Any suggestions of anything that you want us to cover? Any um, ideas of games that you want us to do? Let us know because we absolutely will entertain all of this. Right. And you could you could send me an email. At, oh, no, we're not, I'm doing the out, outro here. No. no. Not, oh, no. Oh, wait. Sorry. You could send an email at the top of the table to the top of the table podcast or you could do the uh, Facebook page. That's good. The you top of the table on Facebook. You could call us on our phone or come to our house or um, send a carrier pigeon or stalk us. Yeah, just pop, we don't have a lot pop of on by. Yeah. You know, I, I cook a lot, so you know, we always food. Um, just let us know. All right, that was good. So that was welcome too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I want to say that um, I have something where when I'm introduced, when Travis introduces me to a new game, um, sometimes I don't like it right away and I don't want to play it anymore. Sometimes. I don't like it right away, but I want to play it more, so I can like it. And sometimes I like it, and I want to continue to play it, so I can smoke Travis. Because that means to me that I have um, beat Captain Board Game, <laughs> and I know how to play this game. And this was very much one of these. And it's not like something attacking the students. Travis, not at all. But he, Travis has a, a conceptualization of these games that we play um, so much deeper than what I do. And, you know, I have them only on a much more surface level than he does so that I can get it and I can beat him. That is a huge achievement for me, and this was one of them. And as much as I tried, it took me forever to beat you. It took me a while. And I got it. It's not like I didn't understand. (laughs) I don't know what it was. It was such a struggle for me. The trap that people fall into a lot of the time, and maybe this was you, but... And it's, def- it's definitely been me a few times. Is you wanna you wanna complete that perfect streak, so you start counting up like. Yes. So if you've never played the game, the uh, the top streak has um. What, so the numbers go one to fifteen. Let me just count here. The top street has. I have I have to write the this. top street has ten houses on it. Oh, I think isn't that that's the that's the that's the thing at the end outside the park. So I've never no noticed that. No shit. Is that no what shit. Okay, the top street has 10, and then the next one has 14, and the next one has 18. So, and you only have numbers 1 through 15, and I also did a poor job explaining the game. I kind of stopped there a little bit. I hope you played I mean, this before. Get, get used to that. <laughs> but um, you go from low numbers to high numbers, like you do, but also, you know, you're doing housing, so you can't go backwards. You can't, like, have, like, a house 8 after a house 10. You know, that wouldn't work. So you can do the 8A thing if you get in trouble. But as you put these things in, in, you know, you start out with a completely clean slate. Everybody has the, like, if you beat me, I could have literally done the exact same thing that you did to win. Because you have the same cards. You turn over the same cards. And I could have made the same choices that you made, but I didn't. I made my own choice. Oh, I see what you're, sorry. You lost it because. (laughs) <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> no, like if, I know what you mean now. Like yeah. We could have selected the same cards, but yeah. did something different on our sheet. Right. Because we each, could have placed them somewhere differently and have very different results. Right. Exactly. Because each, yes. each turn you flip over three cards and you have a choice between picking this number and this ability, this number and this ability, or this number and this ability. So there's three pairs of number slash ability. And it's possible to play this game and build your your 
neighborhood completely identical to the person you're playing against. But you won't do that because you think you're smarter than the other person. So you see, you know, it's like, oh, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this thing. So that means, though, that at the end of the game, the person that won, you had the exact same opportunities that they did. The same, the randomness affected you the same. Everything about it was the same. So you could have, you could have made that town they made that won. And that's part of why I love this game because it's, there is some randomness there. If I lost that game of Welcome to, I can't be like, oh, well, you know, there was like, I had a really bad dice roll there on like, you know, turn three that really screwed me. It's like, no, I did it to myself. I wrote down, I wrote the number, I picked this number and put it in that place. And I could have picked the number that you picked and put it. And sometimes you do. Sometimes people do the exact same thing. They're like, I'm taking the 15 with the pool. And it's like, well, you wouldn't take a 15 with the pool. Well, you might, you might on the bottom street. And it's like, okay, I am too. But most of the time it's like, now I'm taking something different. I'm going for a different strategy. That's what's fascinating to me so much randomness in it in, in the terms of how the cards get flipped, but then in the terms of how much randomness determines who the winner or loser is. I mean, you could flip like, like I could be like working on a strategy and flip a card over and like, Oh shit, that's just what I needed. And yeah, so randomness could put me over the top, but I would like to say one of my favorite parts about when you and I play this game is how we will both like take our first turn and go, well, I fucked myself up. <laughs> we both do that. And it's not the first turn, it's at least into the third turn, where we're like, oh shit, I've made a mistake. Yeah, it's always, because that's what I love about this game too, because you start with this clean slate of all these possibilities, you're like, oh yeah, sure, I'm just going to fill these numbers in, 1 through 15, making a making a row of houses, and you're like, and then very early on, you're like, oh no, oh no, I've made a horrible mistake, <laughs> oh, why did I take the, I, t- I put the, I took a, like a five of pools, and I put it there, why did I, why did I put it there? It's halfway down the block. What am I going to do now? You know? And then you're like, oh, well, I just need to get like abyss. Um, and then the, but the abysses give you negative points. So you don't want to take that too often. I like what we've done with these cards where we've um, made them like a, like a regular deck of cards, like a, like your bicycle deck of cards. I mean, that's something I think that you and I just naturally did where you have, um, it's basically like a number in a suit, even though it's not a suit. Right. So you've got a number, um, one through fifteen. Or one through fifteen. One through fifteen, and then you've got um, you know, parks, fences, pools, real estate. But you know, we've gone all through these, and um, there's nothing in the rules or nothing in any of this that calls this like a three of parks. But we've done that. Yeah, we do that. We always try <laughs> yeah. to flip them over. It's like, okay, and we have a three of parks. Yeah, we just yeah, we've got like a it. like a ten of pools and like a. Uh, sure. Yeah, three of construction, whatever. Yeah, but we do that. We kind of assign a suit, like a like a yeah. the special ability, but kind of becomes it'd be like saying like three of hearts or like right, and you're like nine of spades. So, and yeah. you, and you need to negotiate where you place your number on these streets because you're numbering these houses. And obviously, if you've ever driven down a street, you know a normal one, the houses are numbered in order. Um, so you have to manage that and make sure you don't kind of screw yourself from one end to the other because you only have so many numbers to go down the street. And the first street is the shortest street. The second street is, you know, medium. Like in like in real life, each street that you go down is longer than the last. Yeah, and then everything's a struggle and you hate yourself. Yes, exactly like that. So you're trying to negotiate where to play these things that you get while trying to come to some sort of goal and while still somewhat managing what the other person is doing. As I mentioned earlier, I felt like I, if I'd have been paying more attention to what you were doing, I could have maybe gotten something sooner. 
That's true. Yeah. yeah. I said that there wasn't, I mean, there's, there's pretty low player interaction here, but there is yeah. definitely like, little bit of like, oh, what's she building over there? Are you building like a lot of one estate? Because I'm building a lot of one estates. I'm trying to get, because there's also the other thing Community I mentioned there, like the, there's yeah, like the, the goal cards where you get like, yeah, you get like three goals where it's like, okay, we'll build three, um, three housing projects with one house each in them. And right. then one with three and one with five. And that's worth 15 victory points. And then if you're the first person that does it, and if you're the second person that does it, maybe it's worth eight. Right. The point count or what you get as far as your points goes down, whoever gets it first. So um, you could be working towards something, but have also could have gotten something that the other person is working towards, if that makes sense. So like if you'd have been paying attention to what they were doing, even though you were working something else you could have snagged that before they could have and got the higher point total and i've done that a couple of times um and i think i've caught you not paying attention to that <laughs> and done and smoked you a couple of times and that's really kind of it's a great went. feeling too sometimes whenever you get the same thing at the same time because yes. then you both get the same points but you're like trying for something you're like oh i got it too yes and that um, does feel good and one of the really nice things about this game that I absolutely love is that it comes with like a little whiteboard or several whiteboard sheets. Yeah. And then the paper sheets. Because I bought this, I bought the, I did the uh, Kickstarter for this. Oh, yeah, the they fancy did, one. They did like, a, well, they did like the first edition and then this is like a reprint, but <laughs> so deep water games. But yeah, I, when I bought this, because it was like, I originally saw a review of this game done by Shut Up and Sit Down who are, you know, very popular uh, board game reviewers. If you haven't heard about them, I mean, then the you, why are you listening? It would yeah. be weird if you'd never heard of Shut Up and Sit Down and you were listening to this. Yeah, but, actually. Um, really if you haven't, go look it up. It. Yeah, they had um, they had said how great it was, and it was out of print. By the time I watched their review of it, and I was upset, and then I saw it on Kickstarter, and it was reasonable price for the base game. I was like, i got to get it. We don't use the dry erase, though, do we? We don't. A lot of the time, I put some dry erase markers in the box there for a while, but it's... They tend to dry up or they tend to like write fatter. I feel like it's more satisfying. It, to me, it feels like like a like a standardized test. Like I like uh, writing the numbers in and then whenever I, I like shading in my circles completely on my scorecard, whenever I uh, this is like a take your number two pencil and shade the box in completely and make sure to make your mark start. Just like I like doing that. Like, okay, look at that. I got one. Ooh, I'm going to fill this box in completely. But, well, the beautiful thing about it is how you, because uh, this is your own card. You know, this is what you're, you edit this to represent what, so you know what you're doing. And then you've got your scorecard down below um, to check off what you do. And like Travis was saying, he loves to, like if you have, <laughs> so when you check off, yeah, um, when you when you check off, that's when you uh, are the uh, the Russian crew member. Uh huh. It ends in a V and not an F. Right. Just in your brain if you're doing that appropriately. Well, um, I like to put a strike through my numbers, and Travis likes to fill them in fully, and I'm not allowed to take my turn until he's completely blacked in without going over the um, uh, radial point, so that the scantron. <laughs> yeah, read it wrong. To, yeah, I like yeah. <laughs> so what, I have to if, wait. I talked a lot about how you play. Welcome to what you do. Like, why do you like it? Like, why do you like it? Um, because every game is different, and um, every game is the same. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing changes. Like in a in a what 
your choices are what make this game different, and it's completely your decision. So that's pretty unique to me, you know, because I mean, there's no elements that change within any of this, and it, it, there's some randomness to it, but it honestly doesn't feel that random because again, it's the the dice roll thing. Like you know what the averages are going to be, and there's a bit of right. differentiation. But like you have even the different categories where we've got real estate and pools and parks and whatnot, and you can still work those in, but what you pull up as far as a number goes is different every single time. So where you place it on your row of houses makes a big difference. Where you start from is huge. There's so many strategies that you can kind of try to pursue. Like early on, you can try to get, because Parks is very uh, boom or bust. You know, you can be like, okay, well, I'm going to try to get, like, Parks what, on the bottom street. It's like, uh, Parks what, zero two four 18. six eight eighteen. Like, it goes... Like, so you can invest all this energy in parks, and if you don't get to that last, like, really, you might have made a mistake. Like, if you get to 8 points versus 18 points, then, you know, you mean probably fucked up. You, well, probably could have been, you were making so. suboptimal moves no, see, no. to get parks, but you didn't fill out all the parks. I disagree with you on the parks. I mean, I feel like that applies to pools, but I think there are, um, and this is something that I've asked you about, and we have never really explored, but like what the frequency of each category is in the deck. Do we know anything about that? I don't. I is don't, that I my don't own? Thought? Yeah, I don't know the randomness of the. Uh, you do know what's coming up next because you know, on the front of the card it shows you what's coming up next. And that is a very crazy little technique that I like. I love that that you know what's on the other side. Yeah, like each happening. card. Like, the, basically the back of a card, which would normally show, like, the emblem, like, bicycle cards or, like, the yeah. emblem for the card or whatever. That is the number of the house or the, you know, the number that you're going to be using or you're not going to be using. Right. <laughs> it's, well, it's, 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 it's a, a number. And, but a, it also has a... flipping technique yeah, where you know... Yeah, yeah but you, you can see what the number is um, that you're using now, but you can also see, like... Because if you're on the fence about taking a fence... You can be like, you can be like, oh, well, look, I got another fence coming up. You don't know what the number is going to be associated with that fence. But you can be like, yeah, I can, um, I'll pass on this fence and hope that the next fence is a better fence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything else. Maybe this isn't the All best right. advice. I lose, but I feel like I do pretty good at like peeking out on parks on my bottom street. You do, yeah, I think I think bottoming out on parks is good. <laughs> Topping out on parks. Yeah, on topping out on parks on your bottom street's a good strategy. I do that a lot as well. Or I tend to, yeah. I tend to focus on my bottom street the most early on because it's it's the longest street, so you need to be the most precise as far as like one to fifteen. Whereas like, there's only ten houses on the top street, so you can play kind of willy nilly with where you place numbers. Really? See, I play the opposite. See, I'm way more careful on my top street because I have less room. Like, I always, on my top street, I stay that for last because yeah. I don't have a lot of space. On the top street, you only have ten spots to fill, so you can put like a put like a five, three spaces in. I would not, not do that. Yeah, I no. would. I would not do that, no. Yeah. I feel like that's penning myself in too early. Whereas down here, I know I've got so much room to expand and to use my this, or not this, or guess this. To give me some half I, numbers. I think what you said about why you like it, it's kind of like why I like it too, because there's all this possibility space. You've got your own. First of all, I love that the the person that won, everybody that lost, could have literally done the exact same thing as them. I find that like fascinating. 
but also that decision space, like you were talking about, like mm-hmm. the having the, you know, there are multiple different strategies to go for. There are different ways you can play it. Obviously, we have different philosophies about the top street, the bottom street. I like that. It's just, it's so good. Fuck Middle Street. <laughs> yeah, fuck Middle Street. That's it's, a goddamn loser street. That's a real Yeah, it's a worse street. That's like where you ditch off on your numbers. It's like, what? So I really love, um, this is a very American-centric game, it feels like, because this is either Florida or California. But I feel like whenever I bring this out, the um, theme song from a solo Why do you Philadelphia. Say well, oh, because of the palm oh, trees. Yeah, it does have palm trees. You're right. Yeah, yeah and the so pools. it's definitely it's tropical. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like. I mean, not on, on one of the the special boards, there's like a winter side. But and there's like a Halloween side of the fall side. Yeah. Yeah, but this, like the space um, like pad that you write on, and this welcome to thing is very um, 60s. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's got like a very, is that art? Deco, yeah. no. art nouveau, no. art, no art, artistic. It's 60s garbage trash oh. signs. Um, and it's when all the houses were, you know, tacky. And you have these developments that are coming after the war. And that's what we're talking about, like these housing developments. And yeah, just this art is very, it's, it's also like, it's, it it's reminiscent of the Welcome to Las Vegas sign. Without I the, guess, yeah. yeah. You know, actually, they have like an expansion, or like a, a standalone expansion, maybe, or like a second edition that's uh, Las Vegasy. Yeah. But I would like to say, oh my gosh, let me comment for a moment that on the cover of this box, we have got a gal with a hard hat on and, and high heels, and she's reading out, I don't know what it is, stats or something, to some poor um, lad who has all of these blueprints rolled up in his arm. And a bag that he is carrying, and she is in fucking charge. And she's got her surveyor's um, tripod. I am for this. This gal on the cover right. says, oh my goodness. We can this talk is about, fantastic. We can talk I about cover this. art and, and stuff. That could be a whole other episode. Like, there's, I know there's a game in particular that we sparred about, and that eventually came down on your side. Yeah, we had a very that. serious Also, stay that. tuned. But I like... Let me go grab it for a second, because I want you to look at this. Okay. One moment, please. This is a very good point you made that's very kind of like a, a progressive, like a role reversal sort of cover, which is awesome. This is not, it's not quite the, it's not quite the same thing. This is like the uh, suburbia cover. I love looking at this because the, uh, the, the lady on the front of the suburbia cover, she just looks pissed off. Yeah. She looks like she's looking at her husband or her, you know, the guy that she's with. I don't know if it's her real estate agent. I assumed it was her husband. It could be her, her brother. Probably not her dad. They look like about the same age. But there's a man, there's a woman, and there's a billboard. And he's looking at it like, he's looking at his billboard like, hell yeah, live in the town of tomorrow today. And she's looking at him like, for real, I hate you so much right now. She doesn't want to move there. Like, they have a homeowners association that she doesn't want to be a part of, or that's like, I don't know. I don't know what she's upset about. She does not like it. I will agree. This woman on the cover of this box has a, a snark on her face. Like, as soon as she gets the chance, she's going to accidentally punch. But she's going to purposely punch mm-hmm. him in the balls and act like it's an accident. And be like, whoops, he's, that's my pen of aggression. <laughs> he's, he's like, he's like, eh, it looks like a decent neighborhood. Yeah, it has central air so you can't hear when the train goes through. But she does have nice earrings. Yeah. She does have nice earrings, yeah. But I do like this game. Um, we played this a lot together, and it is a bit lengthy for two people. 
but yeah. it was good. It gave me strong feelings of SimCity. Yeah. If you like SimCity and you like board games and you haven't played Suburbia, then yeah, go go do that. Yes. Maybe she didn't consent to this billboard picture, and he's just yeah, now he's showing like, her. He's like, he's like, honey, I did a thing. I got us like uh, put us on the billboard. Remember when I was like, hey, let's go all stand outside for five minutes. <laughs> when we got our family portraits done, it's like, it's like, remember we did we took a picture in front of the garage. Well, hey, surprise, we're on the billboard. She doesn't like that. What? I actually feel like what happened, and then we figured it out. That's why she's mad. We spent a lot of time not talking about Welcome to, but we did say a lot of things about a lot of things. Yeah. Which hopefully um, you enjoyed. Yeah. I enjoyed I it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. All right. Oh. Are we ready, we ready to wrap this up? Wrap, wrap, do wrap, like wrap, a, wrap it up. Do you like some, some outro type stuff? Like sure. what do we got? I don't even know what the, uh, I want to make sure I get these right. The, uh, the places where you can find us. I do want to mention that in our Welcome To box, we have some gorgeous um, number two pencils, perfectly sharpened. Um, the best color yellow of pencil you can imagine. Have the nice pink eraser. And just tactfully speaking, feel so smooth. But they are soft, which is a little too soft for me. I like a little bit of a medium lead. Seeing like like your lead a little harder. I do like my lead like a little, little harder. harder. A little bit thicker, a little less. Um, well, the harder it gets, the easier it is to break. Um, but <laughs> that's, not, that's not where I was going with that. Well, okay. that's what I'm, I'm talking about pencils. What are you oh, talking about? sorry. Yeah, I'm talking about pencils too. Okay, so the harder you press with it, the more likely it is to um, press into the background of the page behind you, which we usually actually rip our pages out so it's not so much of a factor. Okay. Where can okay. you find us? You can find us at, if you want to send us an email, that's uh, topofthetablepodcast at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at topofthetablepod. Uh, we should be uh, approved for Apple Podcasts now or soon, but uh, wherever you find podcasts, if you're listening to this, you probably found us, but it's uh, topofthetable.podbean.com. Yeah, there's a Facebook group, Top of the Table. Is it Top of the Table Podcast? Sure. Yeah, there's, I mean, if you look on, I mean, if you really care, and I haven't invited you to the group already, then I don't know how you're listening to this. Maybe, maybe you're one of these Apple guys that you saw this, you're like, oh, well, this is not what I expected. But if, you know, be kind, uh, you know, give us, give us five stars, um, or give us, or just don't bother reviewing us. Don't be like, uh, you know, this is the second, second podcast. No. I mean, I thought we what? nailed it, but. Is it true that, like, there's, in, in the podcast world, is it true that bad publicity is, what's that in show business? No, oh, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah. I don't think that's true. I think if you give us, like, a lot of low-star ratings, it probably takes us down a notch and nobody ever listens to us ever again. How many notches do we have? I, we have zero notches so far. Oh, don't make us be in the negative notches. Yeah, give us uh, give us uh, five notches. We, us... Have, we have children. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> this is where, yeah, I mean, we, we need this podcast to feed them. Yes, we're... exactly. Don't, that's, don't that's call. Not, that's don't not call, true. We, 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 we both have jobs. This is not our, <laughs> we have not quit our day jobs. <laughs> help um, us quit our day jobs. Help us quit our day jobs. Oh my yes. God, we're so desperate. <laughs> I love you. 
Oh, hey, what else can we say? Um, I think that's about it. Just let us know what you think. If you have any suggestions for anything that you want to hear us do, any games that you love. Oh yeah, we're gonna do the uh, we're gonna do the uh, uh, thousand year old vampire. Like Tiffany and I are gonna do. Um, like I'll probably there'll probably be more podcasts with uh, Caleb and different hosts, but Tiffany and I specifically are gonna do. Uh, we each I bought us each copy of Thousand Year Old Vampire that should be in the mail or in the mail soon. We're gonna you know make our vampires and discuss our vampires. Um, should be hilarious. Um, well, and also uh, fun. Yeah, and and poignant. Yes. And, and vamp- vampiring. Vampiric. Vampiric. Yes, you will like it. And goodbye. We love you. Say goodbye. Oh, goodbye.